0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Upside down, you're blessed when you get your inside world put right. Good morning, CCC. Good morning. Wasn't that pretty cool how the uh, words came out of the palm trees there? Thank you, Kerry. Um, you know, next Sunday's Palm Sunday. So that was, uh, that was good, Barry. Man, you are sharp. I'll put you on staff. Man, we're getting ever closer to, uh, in our Lenten countdown to Easter, just two weeks, right? Two weeks, wow. Today we continue our series on the Beatitudes, those teachings on blessings that Jesus offered his disciples in the, at the beginning of that Sermon on the Mount, that extended teaching there on the mountainside. Today, you're blessed when you get your inside world put right. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: If you're just joining us online, my name's Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for gathering us here uh, on site and virtually. Thank you for the opportunity to worship your name. Uh, Be glorified, Lord, by our sound of of our voice and as we lift our hearts up to you and we thank you for being all around us and now settle us in whether it's right here or in our homes or wherever we are and help us give you our full attention as we take a look at the word of god in scripture uh matthew 5 verse 8 we thank you and praise you in jesus name amen
0: amen amen
1: so the Beatitudes are really well known by people who have been in the church for a while. And so we're taking a little bit of a different look. We're starting off with a paraphrase of the Beatitudes. And it's like, oh, no, not the paraphrase. But yes,
0: the paraphrase. Yes,
1: the paraphrase. Because it just gives us a little bit of a different look. And don't worry, we'll get to the uh, New International Version, the one that we're familiar with. But this week we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world.
0: So then the question is, what does that mean, getting your inside world put right? Our inner world. uh, What's going on in our minds, such as our thoughts, emotions, feelings, beliefs, as opposed to the outer world, those situations, circumstances that happen to us, and our our physical reality. Um, They, the outside stuff, are the easy to see things versus the inside stuff that isn't as readily visible and sometimes not as readily understood.
1: And so Peterson talks about the inside self and the outside and says, you're blessed, When your inner self, your heart and your mind, that includes your thoughts and emotions, what you think, what you feel, that which would make you tick. Yeah, that makes you tick. That stuff going on on the inside, you're blessed when that is put right. When you've got your mind and your heart in order, it's aligned with God. It's aligned with God. And that's when we find peace that passes all understanding. Even when everything around us is anything but, when our hearts are aligned, we can experience that. Paul talks about that in the book of Philippians, in the second half of the Bible, Philippians 4, 6, about the peace that passes all understanding. When your inside world is right, with god then you will see god all around you in the outside world
0: and you know this isn't just a a, a clever twist of words on the part of uh eugene peterson you know you inside world the outside world i mean he's got a good way with words but it's just not something that he did for the sake of being clever it's true it's absolutely true it's, I've been there, not all the time, still a work in progress, like we all are. There are those days when my mind and heart are put right, when I'm really tuned into God. Maybe you've had those like that. Not the ones where you're out there, but you're really tuned in. And on those days, I might offer up a prayer that sounds something like this, Dear Lord, please help me to see things through your eyes. If I'm seeing them through God, if I can see them through God's eye, that's when I'm really getting aligned with God. Help me see things through your eyes. Please help me to see the people around me as as you see the people around me. Please help me to, to never forget the words of Genesis 126, where we're told that you made the people around me in your image, in your likeness. Amen. Amen. Now, it's interesting how it works. You get kind of in that zone, so to speak, that alignment with God. And so you get more focused on God, on being right with God, and your relationship with God. The more you do that, the more you see God around you. The more you see God around you, the more you get tuned into God, and the more you get tuned in, you see, you see what I mean? It's just this, this awesome circle that God's created where it builds on itself over and over again.
1: And it, so, it happens around us when we start focusing on our inner selves with God. When we think more about God, when it's like this vertical thing going on, as much as possible you know, throughout the day, when we study the Word of God, when we think about it, when we ponder it, when we meditate, when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in living out the Word of God, it's not always easy. In fact, most of the time it's not, because it's opposite of kind of what goes on around us. But when we do that, when we get the inner self aligned... We can't help but be more aware of God all around us on the outside. Especially the people around us when we use those God eyes to see other people. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside
0: world. And what does that look like with the more traditional translation of this passage? Well, here we go, Matthew 5.8 from the New International Version, NIV. Blessed are the pure in heart. Say it with me. For they will see God. Okay, so Peterson was talking about our inside world. NIV uses the phrase pure in heart. Pure in heart. Okay, I said, what's that mean? What's that mean? Think a little deeper. It's interesting, we We got a couple of Greek words here that uh, that translate easily into some English that we're very familiar with. Uh, pure in Greek is katharos. Say it with me, katharos. Yeah. And so, um, uh, meaning clean, pure, clear, cathartic. Uh, maybe in your English class, a catharsis in that in that particular story. There's a catharsis. It's a it's a cleansing and an emotional release that we have linked to. Something in our life, catharsis. We, uh, like I said, catharsis, that's our English word for it. it, means cleansing. And then the word heart in Greek is cardia. Say cardia. And you're familiar with that, like cardiac, right? Cardiac, you've heard that word. Um, cardia in Greek, though, not only means the heart, but it also means the mind. In effect, it means that inner self. You get it? It's that inner self. Cardia is the seat of the of thought and emotion. The place where we find our inner self that, that, that Peterson was talking about. The, the cardia, heart, emo- soul. Maybe that's another word for it. Soul. The center for thinking and understanding, feeling, and emotion all wrapped up into the cardia.
1: And so the pure of heart are not just those with pure emotions and feelings, but those with pure and clean thoughts and understandings as well. Pure in heart deals with what's going on on the inside of us, in spite of what's going on on the outside of us. What's going on on the inside in spite of what's going on in the outside. Another way of looking at pure of heart is to ask, well, what does it look like to have an impure heart? This is what it looks like as far as the Bible goes, Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander.
0: It's a heck of a list, isn't it? <laughs> All-star list for uh, impure of heart. <laughs> These pretty significant impurities, wouldn't you say? Pretty significant. Certainly thoughts that we would want to steer clear of. Of course, it's like we always said to our kids, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in garbage out. There are much more subtle aspects of an impure heart, much more subtle. You know, obviously murder, adultery, sexual uh, immorality, you know, but there's stuff, you know, much more subtle. Teddy James offers four signs of an impure heart in an article in Engage magazine, an online magazine. That magazine's part of the American Family Association, which exists To provide perspective on culture through the eyes of a biblical worldview. Okay? There you go. James shares that all Christians want to believe they have a pure heart, right? Doesn't everybody here like to think they have a pure heart? I would hope. Yeah. One that's completely devoted to God. Completely. That's a. But we are masters at self deception. And therefore, we might not even know. When our heart's impure. And so he references a small book written back in 1660. The thing's been around a while, man, over 500 years, by Thomas Watson, a Puritan pastor. Notice that word, Puritan <laughs> pastor. It's an excerpt from his commentary on the Beatitudes, which is entitled The Pure in Heart. There you go.
1: And so I was really interested in this new look for me in this beatitude because as Mm. Teddy James kind of unpacks it, he begins by offering that an ignorant heart is an impure heart. And I'm like, what? What is that about? That sounds so strange to me. Ignorance is often a lack of knowledge. And in this case, it means not being familiar with Scripture. Ignorance is not bliss (laughs) when it comes to the Bible. There's an easy solution to ignorance here. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. (laughs) Study it. Meditate it. Get into a small group. Study it. Talk about it. Ponder it. Give the Holy Spirit a chance to enlighten you as you read it. Be familiar with it. Blessed are the pure in heart. The pure in heart are those who are not ignorant, but familiar with God's word.
0: Hmm. Doesn't take a mensa candidate for that one, does it? Nah. James goes on to share that a self righteous heart is an impure heart, self righteous. Self-righteous heart is an impure heart. It's it's a prideful heart. You know, Proverbs 3.34 tells us, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble. Pride makes us self-centered. Remember the middle letter in that word pride. I, yeah. Self-centered leads us to think that, that, that we deserve all we can see, touch, or imagine, creating a greedy appetite for more than we actually need. Jesus told us that He came not for the righteous, but for the sinner. First step toward a pure heart is realizing that ours is anything but pure. And that we need to meditate, to repent, and to seek Jesus Christ in all that we do. That's what this Lenten season's all about, right? It's realizing our mortality and our sinful nature our need for a savior.
1: And then he goes on to share that um, a covetous heart is an impure heart. To covet. To covet means to eagerly desire, to want, to long for, to crave something that's not ours. And when we go back to the Big Ten, you know, the Ten Commandments, That's number 10, in fact. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. You see, when we covet, that brings all sorts of impurities into our heart because we become dissatisfied with what we've got. We become ungrateful for what we have, and remember, what we have isn't ours anyway. It's all gifts from God. And so that covetous heart really is an impure heart because it puts down or denies in some way the blessings that we have from God.
0: And finally, James shares that those who scoff at purity... Those who scoff at being pure of heart have an impure heart. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? You know, the culture around us is becoming more anything goes by the day, by the hour, sometimes. You know, things that were actually taboo not that long ago are now readily accepted and even encouraged. And the challenge for each of us, um, for each of us, uh, we each have our individual scale, don't we, of what's right and acceptable and what's, what, what's unacceptable. For example, someone may choose to not listen to certain music, use certain language, may choose to sleep or, uh, with their, his or her boyfriend prior to marriage. You know, a whole list of things. And different people have different attitudes on that. Here's the thing, though. If you have that, that approach, careful in your music, careful in your language, uh, not having premarital relations, and, that, and um, you may have been made fun of in our culture. You may, you may have been left out. You may have been called things like prude or something like that. You know, it's challenging enough to endeavor, and, and those may have come from Christian friends. That's the tough part. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough enough being a Christian in the culture we're in without the added challenge of being scoffed at by brothers and sisters of Christ. Others might do that, but that's not what we're called to do as brothers and sisters in Christ. So It's important for us to encourage, to support those who are endeavoring to, to be pure-hearted and certainly not to make fun of them. Amen?
1: so what does a pure heart look like well it would look just the opposite of an impure heart just the opposite rather than ignorant the pure heart would be um, knowledgeable or seeking we talked about seeking scripture you know uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness that's where do we find that how do we learn about that well it's in the bible so it would be seeking Um, God's word and using God's word as a basis of our understanding of how to how to do life and that we would read the Bible or reference the Bible not just Sunday or in our small group but but on a daily basis and and live by it that we would strive to not just be familiar but to ingest it make it part of our fiber and that allowing the Holy Spirit to enlighten us purifying our hearts.
0: Mm. In addition, we would, um, we would seek God's help to be more righteous, not self-righteous, but be more righteous. Say righteous. Righteous, yeah. Focused on God, not ourselves. To be pure of heart, we would endeavor to, to take to heart what, what Jesus shared when he asked what the greatest commandment is. Find it in Matthew 22, 37 to 40. And he's, actually, he's referencing back to the Old Testament, back to Deuteronomy. Jesus replied when he was asked what's the greatest commandment love the lord your god with all of your heart all your soul all your mind we we share this a lot but it's important because it's the most important commandment love god basically with everything you got man it's the first and greatest commandment Jesus said and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself think about that it doesn't say love more love measure you got to love yourself first if you're not if you're not and that doesn't mean like uh, self-centered, but it means have a healthy relationship with you, recognizing that you're a child of God. And if not, get help to, to make that right, because it's hard to have healthy relationships out there when you don't have a healthy relationship in here. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the Law and Prophets hang on these two commands. It's all based on the all, all, whole Old Testament based on these two things. Love God with all you got. Love your neighbor as yourself. It shares a lot. It's important. That's why we share it a lot. Go ahead.
1: A pure heart does not covet. A person with a pure heart is content with what God has blessed uh, he or she with um, instead of being dissatisfied or ungrateful. A pure heart does not covet.
0: And finally, it's important to celebrate those who seek a pure heart as, as we seek a pure heart ourselves. Are our thoughts and actions pleasing to God? Wow. If Jesus were sitting here right next to me, would I say what I'm saying? Would I do what I'm doing? Is Jesus truly Lord of my life? Have I submitted my whole life, not just little parts of my whole life, all aspects of my life to him?
1: Matthew 5.8. Let's say it together. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. See, that's the cool part, for they will see God. We can be pure, but there is a byproduct of that. When our hearts are pure, we're able to realize God's presence in our lives. We're able to spot God's um, awesomeness in people, in uh, situations, in you know, sunsets and sunrises. We're able to be more Christ-like and we can see God when we might react in a situation in a Christ-like way versus our human fleshy way. Blessed are the pure in heart. We're able to see God in our jobs, in our homes, in our everyday living, everything. What happens in our heart what we put in is so important. It's so important to have, um, to try to put like glasses on for God's eye sight to try to see because it's hard, but blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And when we see God, there's God sightings everywhere. Everywhere is God sightings. So this is the good news of the gospel let's live it and let's believe it amen amen almighty god thank you for this opportunity to speak on this beatitude blessed are the pure in heart lord i know that i fall so short but i thank you for grace and mercy that covers me help me see people help me see situations through your eyes convict me by your holy spirit thank you for this body of this family called connection church here and online that we can figure all this out together and get connected with you and the life that you offer us. I pray this and thank you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-378. 7692 Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church. Connecting people to Jesus and the new life he offers.